Welcome to the Excel in Retirement Show, where financial planning becomes understandable. Your host, David C. Treese, is a licensed financial advisor who specializes in retirement income planning. Do you know where your income will come from in retirement? David helps people know where their paychecks will come from in retirement. David's desire for each of his clients is to have financial confidence, protection, and growth. We believe this is achievable with the right plan in place. Together, we'll build a plan specific to your financial goals. We work with clients from all over, and we'd love to connect with you. Go to clientsexcel.com to connect with us. If you'd like to speak with us, call our office at 864-641-7955. Thanks for listening. Now to the show. Welcome back to the Excel in Retirement Show. My name is David Treese, and thank you for listening. Now, I try to be health conscious. My wife, Mallory, she may debate this a bit, but last December, my exercise routine got thrown into a tailspin. Things come up and and life changes at times or gets busy. But what happened is we got COVID and it threw my workout routine to the curb in a hurry. I didn't feel like doing anything for two or three weeks. And, you know, it's easy to get off of your routine when you haven't been doing anything for two or three weeks. And then uh, at the start of this year, uh, things got really busy. And from a business perspective, we're off to a great start. But the drawback has meant that I've struggled to find the time to exercise this year. Running, and some may call it jogging, has been my exercise of choice uh, the last two and a half years. I go through these cycles from cycling to CrossFit to running to weightlifting and various other things. But I've been on a running kick. That's been the most efficient way to get a good workout in and to keep the weight off. And so I've been doing that last since 2019. And in 2019 and 2020, I ran a local 5K that benefits an elementary school here in town. And I am determined to run it this year, despite my lack of preparation. I ran about three and a half miles last night, and it felt pretty painful. But this uh, 5K this year is this coming Saturday. (laughs) I hope I don't hurt myself. Uh, If you're a newsletter uh, reader and you get our emails, I'll share a picture in the email next week uh, proving that I did it. So I'll have proof that I ran the 5K and didn't just uh, talk about it. (laughs) So you can go to the podcast tab on our website at clientsexcel.com. And there below is a form where you can input your email address if you'd like to get those emails once per week. Uh, straight to your inbox about what this podcast is about and pictures and, and various other things going on. I wanted to spend the balance of our time today talking about Bitcoin. I'm asked about Bitcoin quite frequently now, and it may be because Bitcoin is up 107.27%, almost 108% this year alone, according to the Morning Brew newsletter on Monday of this week. And it is uh, April 13th of 2021 today and this will go live tomorrow and I'm frequently asked about cryptocurrency and there's a lot of talk about it so I'll briefly share here what it is and what I think about it. If you've thought about Bitcoin or considered buying it, it was probably because somebody you knew bought it. Cryptocurrency holders tend to be raving evangelists for it. It inspires uh, a lot of enthusiasm and passion for some reason. Over the weekend, I read a Kiplinger article titled, What to Make of Bitcoin. And the article states that major companies have been announcing that they are buying Bitcoin. Now, examples of this are Tesla, PayPal, and MasterCard. You may have heard of some of those. 
This is creating demand for it, and it's up over 450% in the last 12 months. This has caused many people to wonder if it's in a bubble. Little is known about who actually created Bitcoin, and I tend to be the type of person who doesn't like secret societies or clubs that exclude people, or if there's any mystery to things, I, I don't like being a part of it. That's just my personality. Bitcoin's lack of transparency in this uh, regard, though, makes me raise an eyebrow to it. And I read an article, and I'll put it in the show notes about the who who the 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 mystery person is that created it from Business Insider. I'll put that in the show notes if you want to read more about the uh, hypothesis there. Bitcoin was created though in 2009, and it has experienced significant volatility during its existence. Uh, a financial advisory firm called Veridence Capital Advisor, a gentleman there, this head of research named Matt Andrelot, uh, his quote about it in the Kiplinger article was, it's volatile and it's speculative. I'd agree with that. In January, Bitcoin lost 25% of its value in just two weeks. And during the coronavirus market correction last year, Bitcoin lost 49% of its value. From December 2017 to December 2018, so one year from 17 to 18, it lost 83% of its value. Talk about a roller coaster. From the Kiplinger article, this is a direct quote, because Bitcoin doesn't generate any cash flow or earnings and never will, its price is driven purely by demand, so it's speculative. That said, Bitcoin could still have a small place in investors' portfolio, but given the sky-high volatility, it should take up no more than 1% to 3% of your assets. And my interpretation of that is basically don't put more in Bitcoin than you can afford to completely lose. Think about it like going on a vacation. That money you put into a vacation is gone and, uh, and, and it is gone. And so you enjoyed it for a period of time, but then it was gone. The point is, is that you don't want to put the lion's share of your money in Bitcoin. If cryptocurrencies are of interest to you, look at it like an alternative investment though. Things like gold and silver have traditionally filled this role, and but keep in mind that Bitcoin is three to four times as volatile as even gold is. It's not practical right now either because we can't use it to pay for most goods or services. Eventually, it may be more widely accepted, and we see corporations talking about accepting Bitcoin payments. Uh, but my thinking on this may evolve, but it's not practical for most people. Recently, an exchange-traded fund was developed to allow investors a way to use dollars to invest in Bitcoin. This comes with a pretty hefty internal expense ratio, though, and I expect more funds like this to come to market in the coming years. And so we'll see how that turns out. So far in this, though, I've, I've given my basic opinion. Now I'll give you a more elaborate opinion of Bitcoin that uh, that how I feel about it. I see Bitcoin resulting from people losing faith in the American monetary system and for many valid reasons, quite frankly. America hasn't balanced, balanced her budget in over 20 years. Imagine trying to run your household for 20 years without balancing your budget. You wouldn't have a house. This is only one issue, but it illuminates uh, that, that it illuminates the fact that our physical path in America is not sustainable. 
Now, this isn't meant to be partisan in any way because this isn't a Republican or Democrat issue. The Republicans spend money on their things and Democrats spend money on their things. But this is a math issue. And I've talked a lot about David Walker on this podcast and written about him over the past uh, year. And he was the Comptroller General for President Bush and President Clinton, and he's written extensively on this subject. He left those positions in the about 2010 or 2011, I believe. And to my understanding, he's written two books on this subject about how our fiscal path is not sustainable in America. So I'd encourage you to seek him out. His name is David Walker and his content if you want to read more about this. Uh, this aspect, though, should motivate Congress to get our fiscal house in order. But the Bitcoin warning just seems to be falling on deaf ears. I don't see any major changes happening or any real changes happening. Here's what some may call a controversial opinion. I think countries flourish and operate best when left to rule themselves internally. Hopefully we won't harmony with others as far as other countries. They won't harmony with us and we won't harmony with them. But linking arms with countries that don't share our common values is problematic. And we can't expect everybody in the world to agree and to live in harmony on, on and have shared values. It's not practical. And I could write a book on this danger or talk for hours on it, uh, but that's another uh, topic. But cryptocurrencies facilitate a coming together of countries that I don't believe will ultimately be beneficial for humanity. I think that we were meant to all live and, and trade with each other, so to speak, and 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 have uh, relationships with each other from a country to country's perspective. But I don't believe we were meant to join and lock arms and in, in harmony and expect everyone to get along that way. It just doesn't work. I don't own Bitcoin and I don't plan to at this point. If I'm going to hold alternative investments, I'd much rather hold gold and silver. They have always held value since the beginning of time, and it's much harder to manipulate their value than many storehouses of wealth. And so I would rather invest in, in that type of alternative than invest in Bitcoin. But I appreciate you listening. If you have any more questions on this, I'd be happy to entertain those. You can email me at uh, connect at clientsexcel.com. Or our telephone number is 864-641-7955. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back for episode 47 next week. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Clients Excel are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including potential loss of principal. Any reference to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the insuring carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It's not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet particular needs of an individual situation. Clients Excel is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Clients Excel. 
The use of logos and or trademarks of podcast hosting sites are the property of their respective owners and are not an endorsement by those owners of our firm or our program.